Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome my friends, WABC Talk Radio 77. It is our Wednesday Rush Hour. If you would like to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. There is so much in the news today, it is impossible to go through all of the stories that I have accumulated since yesterday, this time when we got the historic news that Kevin McCarthy was being ousted as Speaker of the House. This has not happened in our history. A hundred years ago, well, 1910, there was an attempt to get rid of the then Speaker of the House, Joseph Cannon. That failed. He went on to become, I guess, an icon. The Cannon Office Building, as I mentioned yesterday in D.C., that houses many of the offices of members of the House, is named after him. What happened yesterday was truly historic, and it has been the subject, as you might imagine, of countless news stories since then. I spotted one right before the show that irked me ad nauseum. It is from the editorial board of the New York Times. They want to know, they ask this question, why is the public's business at the mercy of a few extremists? Why, why did a few extremists take out Kevin McCarthy? Why are we allowing this? This is an interesting question. Why is the public's business at the mercy of a few extremists. The New York Times editorial board has apparently forgotten that this question could be turned on them and their liberal ideology in any number of ways. Why is the entire country at the mercy of a few extremists who claim that men are women and that women can be men and men can be pregnant and that we all have to use 99 different pronouns when that is certainly not what science has taught us since the beginning of mankind. Yet a few extremists have determined that. Why 
are we moving toward this phony mandate to demand people get electric vehicles in the name of climate change? It makes no sense. A few extremists have come up with this. Well, James, why do you say that? Because electric vehicles are powered by fossil fuels. If the goal is to get rid of fossil fuels, then why would you be mandating the use of vehicles that require more fossil fuels for this? But a few extremists have decided this. Why can't we get control of America's borders, New York Times? Because a few extremists in both parties don't want there to be serious law enforcement at the borders. Why do a few extremists in woke corporations decide policy that affects, for them, thousands of people? Why are a few extremists in the media, in charge of big media, allowed to pollute America with the utter trash and filth that they have pushed out for years. So the New York Times can complain all they want about a group of Republicans, in their words, small number of Republicans, a small number, that are affecting the people's business. But this is what liberals have done to America for ages. All right. There's another, another article in this. What can Patrick McHenry, uh, McHenry, the interim speaker, do? Well, one thing that he did, the first thing that he did was kick Nancy Pelosi and Steny Hoyer out of their existing offices in the Capitol. They have spacious offices. They are the former leaders. And <clears throat> maybe that gave him a moment of delight. You have 24 hours to get out. Nancy Pelosi is at the uh, funeral of Dianne Feinstein in California. And let me just say this. I do not, I am not a fan of Nancy Pelosi, as all of you know. But I'm going to tell you this was a low-rent, cheap-shot move. The first thing he does, oh, 24 hours, get out. Whether we like it or not, She was a leader and has been the respected leader by her own caucus of the opposition party. When Nancy Pelosi took over, she graciously allowed the Republican speaker before her, Denny Hastert, to retain offices. So this didn't come. It's it's just, it's stupid. And it's low rent. If this is how you want to exact your revenge or whatever petty little argument you have with Nancy Pelosi, I would rather win policy battles than deal with this kind of stupidness. Yeah, I know. There are a lot of people, oh, good, Nancy Pelosi got what she deserves. Look. You can keep on with this revenge, this little low-rate revenge stuff on Democrats all you want to. It's not going to solve the nation's problems. And it looks ugly. It is mean-spirited. 
It's senseless. And then he adjourns Congress for a week. Matt Getz went off on him for that. Another article in the Times. McCarthy's extraordinary downfall reflects ungovernable GOP. They say that Kevin McCarthy did two things right, but too many other things wrong. What did he do right? Oh, he did right. He kept the government open. Of course, the Democrats, that's what he did right. He kept us on this big spending path. But he failed to master the art of corralling a deeply divided Republican majority that could never quite bring itself to rally behind him. And then they pretty much accuse McCarthy of sucking up to the far right up to the moment they decide to take him down. There are a lot of people on the left and on the right. One of the things that you heard from Matt Getz is that Kevin McCarthy doesn't speak his word. Now, I know this sounds ironic because it comes from Adam Schiff, who is no teller of the truth. That's not his track record either. But Adam Schiff said, you know, Kevin McCarthy, this is someone who betrays his word on pretty much a daily basis. Now, some people, some members credited Kevin McCarthy with trying to restore regular order. You don't know what regular order is. This was one of the crux of the arguments that Matt Getz had with Speaker McCarthy. What is regular order? Regular order would mean going through the process that was established to come up with America's budget, for one thing. Letting them go through committee, come to the House floor, be voted upon. Stop operating the government on these continuing resolutions. And so far, since they began this latest trend of CRs to fund the government, they have been over 100. This is no way to run the finances of the world superpower. There were other Republicans say that Kevin McCarthy did the right thing. I think for this institution, he showed it could function in the time of crises. There are any number of Republicans, especially on social media, saying, well, you know, Matt Getz worked with Democrats too. Matt Getz, and I'm just stating facts. I'm not here to try to convince you to be a Matt Getz fan or not. If you notice, I have not offered an opinion on Matt Getz. But the eight who brought McCarthy down are just a small fraction of the 221 Republicans who serve in the House. But they represent a broad and influential stain in the strain in the contemporary Republican Party. One that rewards lawmakers for being willing to confront Joe Biden and the Democrats. And they say the New York Times shutdown votes are good votes with that electorate. And that is a total misreading. It is the objectives that conservatives want. They want a country that has sound financial practices. CBS News. Why outs McCarthy? What Matt Getz 
has said about his motivations, and this is an important article. For those that don't know the backstory, back in January, Republicans took over the House. McCarthy was struggling to win the backing of the majority of the House. And a lot of these conservatives, as you know, if we watched the number of elections to speaker that it took and the deal that he made. One of their most pressing complaints was the process by which Congress funds the government, which conservatives say, and rightly so, those are my words, enables runaway government spending. In theory, executive branch departments like the Pentagon, Justice Department, Homeland Security are funded through a dozen individual appropriations bill. And the appropriations process that it originates, all spending originates in the House. That is in the Constitution. In practice, Congress has missed that deadline with growing frequency. To buy more time, uh, lawmakers pass what's known as continuing resolution. Funds the government at current levels for a certain period of time, usually until the holidays. That's why we see this show and we're going to see it again in less than 30 days. Well, in about 30 days. Getz and his fellow GOP holdouts wanted to put an end to that practice. And guess what? Kevin McCarthy promised them he would, but he didn't. And that is the principal reason that Matt Getz wanted him out. McCarthy, it says in the CBS story, defied Getz's threat to take him out and brought up what's known as a clean CR another one of these continuing resolutions, and that was it. He broke his word. Then there's the question of a side deal for Ukrainian money. Nobody trusts Kevin McCarthy. That is what Getz said, that he had lost everyone's trust. He's lied to Biden. He's lied to the House conservatives. He had appropriations marking to a different number of, of things. It, it's, he lost the trust. He rattled off a number of issues that McCarthy had agreed to put to a vote and then criticized him for reaching a deal with Biden to lift the debt ceiling. We had no vote on term limits or balanced budget as the agreement they made with Kevin McCarthy called for. There's been no full release of the January 6th tapes, as he promised. There had been insufficient accountability for the Biden crime family. Instead of cut, cutting, and, uh, um, cutting spending to raise a debt limit, he relied on budgetary gimmicks. Now, for his part, Kevin McCarthy says that Matt Getz has done this because it's personal, that Getz is targeting over a House Ethics Committee investigation that he blames Kevin McCarthy for. But I'm going to tell you, there are issues behind it. The next story I have I already dealt with, which is this move by this uh, guy, uh, Patrick Henry, the acting Speaker Pro Temperate, that threw Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker Emerita, out of her office, and also threw out uh, um, Steny Hoyer, low rent. Your calls are welcome. We can talk about this. 
Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise have both announced that they are going to run for speaker. That process will begin next week. Time for our first breakaway. In 2019, the Beatles' Abbey Road returned to the record chart 50 years to the day after it first went number one. That's because there was an expanded anniversary edition of the album release. The gap, 49 years, 252 days since it initially hit the charts, number one, Abbey Road by the Beatles, number one in 1969, was number one again in 2019. Bo Snerdley, James Golden with you here on WABC. Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour. We have a major story to get to that I have to spend some time with. We will get to that. We will get to your calls when we come back. Do not turn this dial away. Keep it right here. Here comes the sun. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Paul Revere, organist leader of Paul Revere and the Raiders, died on this day in 2014. Fifteen songs on Billboard's Top 40, including this one, Good Thing. WABC Talk Radio 77. There is an article in The Hill today. Senate Republicans watch McCarthy ouster with alarm and disbelief. Now, it is all about that. And, of course, they quote people like John Cornyn, who I just. The insurgents have no plan, and now they've created even more chaos, and it's not good for the House. It's not good for Republicans, and they have no clear path forward, fumed John Cornyn, a member of the Senate GOP rhino leadership team. A handful of House members just want to blow up the institution and themselves in the process. Yeah, No, that's not what they want. They actually want what you won't do, which is to actually govern and keep your word. Then there's this line, and this is what the Hill says, and this will take me to transition into the next story beyond what is taking place in Washington's capital. They also feel anxious about the growing radicalization of their party's base. So these senators are worried that those of you who expect conservatives to actually do what they say, you people have become radicalized. Now, what is radicalized? When do we use that term? 
We use that term when we talk about the terrorists. Oh, they got radicalized over here, over there, blah, blah, blah. They got radicalized, which brings me to this next story. This next story prints out to 19 pages. I will not be able to do it justice. It is an exclusive in Newsweek.com today. Here is the headline. Exclusive, the FBI targets Trump followers as the 2024 election nears. Let me repeat that headline one more time. The FBI targets Trump followers as the 2024 election nears. The federal government believes. The federal government believes that the threat of violence and major civil disturbances around the 2024 U.S. presidential election is so great that it has quietly created a new category of extremist, and it seeks to track and counter Donald Trump's army of MAGA followers. So, if you wear one of those little red hats, that says MAGA. If you have used the term make America great again, now it's official. The FBI considers you part of an extremist group. You are an extremist. The challenge for the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the primary federal agency charged with law enforcement, is to pursue and prevent what it calls domestic terrorism without direct evidence to political party or affiliation. Even though the vast majority of its current anti-government investigations are of Trump supporters. Newsweek spoke to, I'm, I'm moving through this story. I have no time to read the 19 pages, as you might imagine. So I've highlighted some different portions of this for you. Newsweek spoke to over a dozen current or former government officials who specialize in terrorism in a three-month investigation to understand the current domestic security landscape and to evaluate what President Joe Biden's administration is doing about what it calls domestic terrorism. In a statement to Newsweek, the FBI says, the threat posed by domestic violent extremists is persistent, evolving, and deadly. The FBI's goal is to detect and stop terrorist attacks. Our focus is potential criminal violations, violence, and threats of violence. They also say that they are committed to protecting the safety and constitutional rights of all Americans. Huh. Now, go back to what President Joe Biden said a little over a month ago, last month, not even a month, he said, as they were organizing this FBI office to track MAGA supporters as domestic terrorists, he said, Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans are a threat to the very soul of this country. That is what President Biden said while the FBI is putting together their list of you Trump supporters that they want to liberal us Trump supporters, any Trump supporters, I guess, that they want to label MAGA extremists. 
They have defined a new term. They call it agave. What does that mean? It is the letters A-G-A-A-V-E. That's their new buzzword. It means anti-government, anti-authority, violent extremism. And for the first time now, government officials can be labeled as that because of their policies. You MAGA supporters, you are now part of a subgroup, agave, anti-government, anti-authority, violent extremist. You will find the full article today in Newsweek. I have to stop down for a break, but I want to continue and discuss this because there is more to add with this. Today in 2005, Mike Gibbons with Badfinger. The drummer died in his sleep. He was in Florida, 56 years old. You remember Badfinger had this one, Come and Get It, 1970. Boston Early's Rush Hour, coming back. A lot more to go. Your phone calls, too. Do not go away. 800-800-800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. Keep it right here. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 1980, it's Queen. Number one for three weeks with this one. Another one. Let's dedicate this. Hey, Kevin! Another one bites the dust. Yes, let's do Queen on WABC, Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour. All right, so you've heard the report that came today. And this again, this story in Newsweek is an important story. Um, I would urge those of you that have access to it to go through it, share it with your friends. If you are a MAGA supporter now, you are being labeled by the FBI, by the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the Biden administration as a potential domestic terrorist. Where did this start? I'll tell you where it started. I dug out an article from the New York Times archive, April 25th, 1995. Remember what happened in 1995? Terror in Oklahoma. The president shifting debate to the political climate. Clinton condemns promoters of paranoia. This is where this began in its current form. President Clinton today denounced promoters of paranoia for spreading hate on the public airwaves. What does he mean by the public airwaves? And promptly found himself in a confrontation with conservative talk radio host who he had not named but who he who interpreted his remarks as attacks on themselves well for good reason bill clinton after days of measured statements of grief and outrage over the oklahoma city bombing 
Mr. Clinton edged today into a new discussion of the civic and political climate that might have encouraged it. This is what the New York Times is saying. This is what Clinton said. We hear so many loud and angry voices in America today whose sole goal seems to be to try to keep some people as paranoid as possible and the rest of us all torn up and upset with each other. They spread hate. They leave the impression by their words that violence is acceptable. You ought to see. I'm sure you're seeing in the reports of some things that are regularly said over the airwaves in America today. Well, people like that who want to share our freedoms must know that their bitter words can have consequences that freedom has endured in this country for more than two centuries because it was coupled with an enormous sense of responsibility. Rush Limbaugh responded on his radio show that it would be irresponsible and vacuous to suggest that the debate heard on radio, the public airwaves, contributed to the events in Oklahoma City. And this led into a big debate on Russia. Not a big debate, because there was no mistaking that Bill Clinton was trying to target and shut down Rush, who was his number one critic. He had complained to KMOX radio station. He called into an interview and he said, you know, you know, you, know, you, you, you people put on the, the, uh, at 12 o'clock every day, this guy, and I'm paraphrasing, saying mean things about me, and there's no truth detector. There's no truth detector to say who's, who's telling the truth and who's not. That's where all this started. But it wasn't just Rush. G. Gordon Liddy, you might remember him. He also had a syndicated show. And he said he has no intention, obligation to temper the tone. If a listener responds inappropriately, it's beyond my control, not my fault. And he's right about that. Bill Clinton tried to blame Oklahoma City, the bombing, on Rush Limbaugh and talk radio as a medium. That's where this started. The right wing are a bunch of extremists. Now, it must be said during that, John Carlson, good friend out in Seattle, went out and interviewed some of the people that responded, the firefighters that went in. There was a, a photo back then of a firefighting holding on to a baby that was saved out of that bombing. That firefighter was a Rush Limbaugh listener. Many other of the frontline people that worked to save lives, to help people, listened to talk radio. They were not the enemy as Bill Clinton was trying to portray them then. They are not the enemy now. This is a reflection of what happened then. So then let's move to the Obama administration. I pulled other articles. In the Obama administration, U.S. Domestic Security Chief Janet Napolitano of the newly created Homeland uh, Department of Security, Homeland Security, they issued a report, and their report basically said and warned of right-wing extremists. And I'm paraphrasing again in the interest of time. And what they said, she was forced to apologize to veterans because she suggested that veterans coming home from the Iraq and Afghanistan wars would be recruited into being right-wing extremists. And they also said... Right-wing extremists were gaining new recruits by exploiting fears about America's economy and the election 
of America's first black president, Barack Obama. So, these were a bunch of racists. What do they call them today? White supremacists. These were a bunch of racist people upset because Obama was elected. They were right wing. They were veterans that were going to be recruited and those other right wing people. I have, I have another story about how PBS handled it back then. And then I have a story that was taken um, a few years ago, just two or three years ago. The headline of that, Janet Napolitano saw extremists 12, uh, threat 12 years ago. Now she says we don't know how to deal with it. They have been on this campaign to label you people, and now Trump is the latest reason. Now they've morphed it from MAGA. Before Trump, it was the Tea Party people. Those people are right-wing extremists. Now it's MAGA supporters. Those of you who support Donald Trump, who say MAGA, now you are the extremists. And now the FBI is in the fray. They have now launched a division in the FBI to track those of you Donald Trump's army of MAGA followers for being domestic terrorists. I can get into this more on the weekend, and hopefully I will. There are a few other things in the news that I want to touch on before our next break. told you there's a lot going on today. If you're on hold, stay on hold. I want to take your calls. And in fact, I'll cut this next segment short and hold some of these news stories until tomorrow. There was that um, sad situation here in New York with the social justice warrior that was stabbed to death in an unprovoked attack. In Philadelphia, the DA there, in response to that mass looting that we saw, is promising to do individual justice. He's released some of these looters out with no bond at all. No bail. In New York. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is calling to raise taxes once again. She wants to hit the so-called rich with a 5% tax, anybody making over $250,000. Joe Biden is continuing to give away your money. $127 billion in debt, of, of student loan debt. Somehow or another, student loans are the cause celeb. Never mind your debt. Never mind what you have to face paying your bills. These students don't have to pay their bills. So he's vowing to wipe out another $9 billion of student loan debt. That would bring the total, I guess, to over $136 billion. Because he's already wiped out $127 billion. Just... Hey, don't pay your bills. In Ohio, something you might thought you'd never see, over 100 black leaders have gotten together. They are urging Ohioans to oppose a bid to enshrine right to abortion in that state's constitution. 100 black leaders are saying babies' lives matter. So some of the other news we won't get to, I will hold it until tomorrow. The Pope is out again 
saying that Westerners, you know, rich Westerners, you people are responsible in fossil fuel companies, climate change. I, I Let me remind you of this, too. 77 WABC listeners, all of you, please join us on October 20th at 77 WABC and Ramsey Mazda. Black Back the Blue. We're going to have special programming all day on October 20th. To all police officers everywhere, we thank you for your honor and dedication as you protect and serve. You can download the 77 WABC app, listen all day to our Back the Blue programming on October 20th here on WABC. Let us head to the telephones very quickly and let us start with Rick in Elmwood Park, New Jersey. Rick, you're up first. James, how you doing? Good, thank you. I think you know the answer to the EV question you asked before. They don't plan on letting us keep the EVs either. They're terrible for the environment, and that's going to be the excuse. Plus, they're going to take away all the oil that we try to use to make electricity anyway, so there won't be much electricity to go around, because you can't cover the whole planet with windmills and solar panels and still won't power all the things we need to use. That is exactly right. And so what's left? What's left after that is mass transit. You people have been relying on too much individual liberty in your cars, your vehicles. You're hurting the planet. You better herd up like little cattle and get where you need to get on mass transit. Let's become Europe. That's their vision. Sal, thank you for the call, Rick. Sal in Staten Island, you are up next on WABC. Hey, Bo. God bless you. You do a great job. Let's not forget, so, I'm, as an American veteran, suddenly I noticed that they were looking for apartments after General Napolitano said those horrible things, that I couldn't get in a decent apartment. And one other thing, I've been on the phone for 13 hours a day for 13 weeks trying to get vouchers for American veterans and regs, but nope, nothing within the city, not from the Salvation Army, Catholic Charities, but they're giving them to the illegal aliens. So they want to put on Fort Wadsworth, on Staten Island, Bo, and, and, uh, and uh, Fort Hamilton, which is insanity. We don't know who these guys are. $13 billion for the Amer- illegal aliens. Take some of that and establish a retirement home for American veterans in Midtown, because New York City doesn't have one. And before I forget, in six weeks, all day, uh, the, the, the Saturday, uh, the 11th, uh, November, all day, the chain restaurants give complimentary free meals, desserts to American veterans from Olive Garden to Applebee's, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, Krispy Kreme. It's the only time we can afford a meal because we're on. It is not the only time that you said that before. It is not the only time veterans can afford a meal. Some. Yes. Sal, I love you. I'm going to run, grab some other calls. Thank you, my man. Appreciate you. Gary in Inwood Park. Inwood, in Inwood, New York. How are you, Gary? I'm fine, thank you, Bo. I two things I'll do quickly. I am a Trump supporter. I have mega apparel that I wear all the time on a daily basis. And I get a look here and there, but nothing more than that. So, you know, I, I take it for what it's going where my location is, once again, the northern tip of Manhattan. And quickly, as far as the president doing a poem story called The Snake, have you heard that before? I have not, but thank you for bringing it to my attention. I will look into it. Appreciate the call. Sandra in New Jersey. How are you, Sandra, New Jersey? 
Oh, hi, James. How are you? You know, I just wanted to tell you how I see this playing out, how I hope it will play out. First, I realized that Kevin McCarthy didn't cut it. And out of urgency, I guess, Matt Gates ousted him out. And now going forward, last night I thought, wow, it could be Trump. But today I realized, no, he needs to focus on winning the presidency. And perhaps I'd like to see uh, Jim Jordan become the speaker because he didn't want it last time, but now he does. And maybe that shows we do have camaraderie in the Republican Party after all, because he knows that we need somebody good, and he certainly would be good. And then I say the last, Donald Trump, after he becomes president, after that, he can become the speaker and stay as long as Nancy Pelosi did. How do you like that? I love your thoughts. I don't know whether he would want to stay as long and become speaker after another term as president, but that's up. Let's just get, if that happens, let's see what it's like the second term, if that happens. And I'm going to tell you something. This case, the Trump case, I did not have time to talk about it today. Outrageous gag order put on Donald Trump. Donald Trump's talking about these people, members of the judge's staff, who apparently he said was going out with Chuck Schumer of the Senate, and the judge had a fit. You're not going to talk about members of my staff. These people are hired by the public. The public has every right to know, the taxpayer, who they are. And without any evidence whatsoever, this judge rules that Donald Trump's right to free speech have to be curtailed. It is outrageous. But this entire trial has been outrageous. It's time for us to check in with Lou Dobbs. More of your telephone calls coming in right after that. James Golden, Bo Snurley's Rush Hour on WABC. Baton, Rouge, waiting for a train when I spiel in ears faded as my jeans. Bobby thumbed a diesel down just before it rained. I was letting it go, I know. This is me and Bobby. Janis Joplin died on this day. Anybody from that age, you all know Janis Joplin. This one was her posthumous 1971 hit, me and Bobby McGee. Coming back with you on WABC after Lou Dobbs. Stay right there. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. James Golden, a.k.a. Bose Nerdly, presents Rapid Phones. And we get started with Debbie in Staten Island on WABC Bose Nerdly's Rush Hour. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Bo. I love you. You're great. First of all, if it wasn't for the deal he made, he would never have been the Speaker of the House. So don't let the door hit you on the way out. Kevin! There's no, be- no clear path we've had since 2020. So we're ready for new blood. I would support Jim Jordan any day in that position. We are not radicalized, the MAGA people. We're unified. We're unified as patriots. And extremists, yeah, we're extremists for truth, justice, according to the Constitution and the American way. And we're a threat. Yeah, we're a threat to them and their agenda, which is anti-American. I have smoke- spoken. And I love Janis Joplin. Great music you play. Thank you, Debbie. Love you. Dave in Pennsylvania, you are up next. Right to your point, please, Dave. Yes, as far as the eight congresspersons, um, I support them 100%. What amazes me is 
There was only eight of them. Only eight of them can see that we're going in the wrong direction. You got to bring these spending bills out so they can all talk about it and discuss it for the American people, not let the leadership decide it. I support the eight. There should be more of them. Why aren't there more of them? Because they are afraid. Let me tell you, I made a prediction on Twitter last night. You haven't seen nothing until you see what's getting ready to hit Matt Getz over the next few years. He is not going to be rewarded for this by the Republican establishment. There are already stories that he sidled up with Democrats. He didn't sidle up with Democrats. The Republicans had enough vote to deny and to vacate the speakership without any Democrat votes. But today the stories are already. They re- revived the story that was discounted about him sleeping with some 17-year-old girl. They are reviving the stories of this ethics investigation. You wait and you see the prediction I made is that Matt Getz will pay a price from the establishment for doing this. He upset the apple cart here. And that is why you don't have more. People are afraid of what happens to them if you go against the establishment. Dave, great call. Appreciate you. Zig in Astoria, you're up next. Rapid phones. Your point, please. Okay, real quick, real quick. Uh, I support Jim Jordan going in for that, number one. Number two, who will take Jim Jordan's place that will be a bulldog like Jim Jordan? Num- okay, now, here's the other thing. Um, uh, Trump said that, that, uh, that there's a, a woman on the judge's uh, staff that is going out with, uh, with Schumer. That's what I heard this morning. Now, here's my thing. If this woman uh, on the judge's staff is going out with, uh, with, with uh, Schumer, then don't you think that Schumer is whispering in her ear? And then don't you think that she is whispering in this judge's ear? Thank you. Thank you. And now, by the way, we, I don't know whether that's accurate, whether that's, in fact, the truth. But Trump said it. Bro, he has every right to say what he wants to say. Happy birthday, by the way, today to John Cicada, one of our favorite artists here. Did a great interview with John earlier this year. You can find it on Red Apple Podcast. That's the time we have. Sorry we couldn't get more phone calls. We will grab more tomorrow. I had to get some of these stories in today. Your calls are always welcome, and I'll take as many as I can. May God bless, protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones. Love, gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. God willing, we'll do it all again tomorrow. For Boston Early's Rush Hour. Bye. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.